Barbershop experience where we sit in this virtual barber chair and get this virtual even steeped, virtual fade for that virtual lineup. This is a family oriented show, so, like the fellas, the ladies are welcome to come sit down with us. Let's get ready to do what we do. Before we do that, this episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique. And the name of her business is Let It Out Academy. She is a virtual book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. It's time to share your stories with the world. Schedule your discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. www.tiamonique.com. www tmonique.com and the name of the business is let it out academy all right y'all let's chop it up hey um scrolling through facebook well actually my wife was and uh she came across a post that i thought was really interesting and the post said if you had one if you had to watch one tv show for the rest of your life, what would you choose? I thought that was a interesting post. So, <clears throat> with me being a, a TV movie guy, uh, I thought it would be interesting to see which show I would choose. So, what I did was I took five shows in consideration, and then I thought about all the shows. And said, okay, this is what I'll do. So, I'm going to start from five to one. And then I'm going to pick which uh, TV show I'm going to do after just talking about it. And then, y'all give me y'all. Y'all tell me which uh, TV show you will watch if you only have one to watch for the rest of your life. Okay, so... I'm going to start with number five, and number five is In Living Color, created by Keenan Ivory Wayans. Um, some real good actors was discovered off this uh, this show. It was like a comedy show that did skits, and they did. It was hilarious. You know, it's a show that I really could watch. Popular names came off this show. Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, Sean Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Kim Wayans, course they are related but then you had jamie fox david allen greer uh tommy davidson it was some real top-notch names that came off of this uh 
the show. And what made me put it on the consideration list, that's what I call it, is that this show came out when I was in high school, maybe a little before high school, and it had a long, a decent run. But man, this show was hilarious. I mean, it it had straight comedy relief on this show. Like, uh, there's uh, Jim Carrey, and he does this uh, imitation of a klutzy fire marshal named Fire Marshal Bill. And his punchline, his favorite saying that he would say before he do something stupid is, let me show you something. And that's how he would say it. I'm telling you, Jim Carrey played the heck out of this part. And there was uh, David Allen Greer with a, uh old blues man who made three to four second songs named Calhoun Tubbs. I mean, this show kept me crying laughing to the point where I would go to, yeah, it did come on high, I was in high school. I would go to high school imitating all of this cracking had people cracking up laughing and i'm laughing myself because this show is hilarious so i can see myself watching this this show uh for the rest of my life i can actually see that because anyone who knows me know i'm a goofball so stuff like that yeah as a matter of fact i am i think a majority of my uh shows the top five i think three or four of them are comedies because I just like to laugh. I, you know, I love to laugh. So at number four is another comedy. Martin, Martin Lawrence's show, Martin, and he did a lot of his uh his characters. It was him. He dressed up as this funny talking woman named Shanae. Uh, he had a uh, Roscoe, the little kid, little snot-nosed kid. And uh, my favorite character was Jerome. He was a pimp. And he was, ooh, 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 ooh. Jerome's in the house. Watch your mind. What out of die? Man. Another comedy. You know, rest in peace, uh, Big Tommy. Uh, Thomas Michael Ford. He passed away. He was one of the characters on there. He, I mean, it was a bunch of uh, 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 funny moments in that show. Tracy Morgan was on that show. Uh, dude that played Bro Man, he was from the fifth floor. It was a it was a show that I think I could watch because Martin has a way, at least when he was younger, to do and say stuff that stuck in your mind and made you laugh regardless. And then you put him with Cole and Tommy. Tommy, you ain't got no job. And then him and Pam go at it, talking about each other. He called her BDB because he said she had nappy hair. That show was funny. There's a, there's another one that I can uh, probably watch for the rest of my life. Now, at number three, I got two shows. It's a tie. I was just racking my brain, and it's two comedies. Modern Family and The Office. I'm going to start with The Office because my son used to watch The Office all of the time. 
and I couldn't understand why. I didn't, you know, I'm a Steve Carell fan. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I like him. I never really watched the show. And um, he would tell me, Dad, you got to watch this. You will love this show. You got to watch it. It's hilarious. So one day, um, my wife and I, well, she, she watched it first, and she agreed, said, this is, uh, this is hilarious. So I end up uh, watching it. And boy, was they not lying. That show, man, I tell you, Dunder Mifflin Paper Company, I have a hat that says Dunder Mifflin. That show tickles me to death. I laugh. Like I say, the reason I really do watch it is because of uh, Steve Carell. He's so freaking funny to me. He is... uh. You know the movies he playing. Everybody know he playing Evan Almighty. He was an anchor man with with uh, Will Ferrell and the fellas. Uh, the things that he he says and do, it's like he's a boss, but he's not the brightest boss. He's the boss because he had longevity at this particular paper company, which was called Dunder Mifflin. So you got a bunch of people that's around him. And they look at him like, man, I can't believe he said this, or I can't believe he's doing this, or it's just things like that. The quirkiness of the show, because I'm quirky too, makes me uh, laugh. And that's definitely a show I probably could watch for the rest of my life. Now, I tied it up with Modern Family. I don't know how I miss Modern Family. I don't know what I was thinking. First of all, I should have watched it because they got my boy Ed O'Neill in it famously known as Al Bundy from Married with Children. I considered that one, but as the show got older, I didn't really pay much attention to it. But Married with Children is another one, but I just it's not in my top five. But I should have considered this show. Now, this is about a, a family that has their own courts. It's a huge family. Uh, Ed O'Neill is the patriarch, but he marries a younger woman. And she... The, you know, the fact the oh, the kids don't really rock with her like that, but they do. And she came into the uh, the relationship with a young son, and uh, his one son is gay, and they got he has a partner with a Asian baby, and they really want a kid, but they don't really know how to handle a kid. You, when I tell you it's so funny, when I tell you it's hilarious, and then uh, uh, uh the his daughter mary uh a dude that kind of remind you of uh uh not a dingbat but he's he's a guy that he he's so quirky and says some of the weirdest stuff you can't do anything but laugh at him because you like did he really say that it's it's hilarious and those two shows i, I put in there as a tie because if I had to pick between them two, it would be tough. I know it's only one show, but it would be a tough pick. That's why I put them on this list. Now, while I'm talking out loud, I might just choose one of those. Number two is a recent show starring James Spader called The Blacklist. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you that's a great show... Oh man, it's about it's about a man who was 
a former U.S. military man turned spy who has stolen critical, important U.S. secret government documents and well, secrets as well. And he ended up uh, going to the FBI saying he can help them if he was allowed to see a certain uh, FBI agent who turns out to be his daughter. And he said he has pertinent information for criminals that he has on what he calls the blacklist. And these criminals are ruthless. He's ruthless. And anyone who knows James Spader, he's a heck of an actor. This show here puts him like truly on the map. He's got years of acting experience. Can't take that away from him. It's just something about this character he plays named Raymond Reddington that puts him over the, the, the hump. This guy is amazing in this show. And I'm, well, I'm talking about the shows. And each one I'm talking about, I'm starting to feel I can say I can watch that particular show for the rest of my life. I'm going to be honest with you. The blacklist is giving me a strong consideration because I do like uh, I do like shows like this. I love comedy, but when I, at the same time, when I want to see something that's interesting that can hold my attention, I like uh, detective shows. I like uh, uh, crime drama type shows. And this, what this is, it's a crime drama type thing. And it's like, you can't beat it. You can't beat it with a stick. I, I love this show because of the plot. That's another thing I love. If the if the crime drama has a wonderful plot, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. And The Blacklist is just that. It's an amazing show. It's something that I can see myself watching for the rest of, uh, rest of my life, that one show. Now, at number one, all of the Law and Orders. The original Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, Criminal Intent, and the newest one they put out, Organized Crime. Law and Order, man, is so good. It is so good. Talking about Law and Order, I'm going to go down the list. Law and Order is one of my favorite uh, shows for its longevity and the, the different... Um, police lawyer scenarios that they give you and uh some of the acting is good sam waterston is one of my favorite actors and he plays uh ada jack mccoy and then he ends up being the da and he is an amazing actor he's uh he is the reason why i got hooked on the show i think he came season three and lasted all the way to season 2021 something like that and they give you, I give the creator of the shows, all the shows are created by the same guy, but this, this guy's name is Dick Wolf. And I don't know if anybody in his family were police officers slash lawyers or they have anything dealing with uh, law. But this guy, along with what's going on in the world, 
he puts out great episodes. I'm talking about amazing episodes of this. And I, I really enjoy watching uh, Law & Order. Now, he did SVU, Special Victims Unit. And that one is good. You know, sexual assault victims, you know, things like that. Uh, that show is still going on. I think it's 20, 23 seasons, I believe. And I have been watching that one since its conception. It was a amazing show. It's still an amazing show. They lost uh, a few people, but uh, consistent is uh, Mariska Hardigay and uh, Ice-T. They are the consistent. Everybody else is either left or retired. Or, but it's a great show. And they brought uh, uh, another player back in, but that goes to organized crime, the new one. Uh, Mariska Hardigay's uh, uh, partner, her name was, uh, I can't think of her name right now, my mind going to blank, but her partner, quit but then he came back and they asked him to run an organized crime unit his name was uh detective stabler and he was like one of my favorites his name the, the name the actor's name is christopher christopher maloney and he was he was him and mariska hardigay's character olivia benson that's her name uh benson and stabler they were the reason why i started watching that show but i'm telling you he left and came back and they gave him his show organized crime and like i say dick wolf he knows how to put a uh plot together and all the plots he put together on the shows i mentioned were impeccable they had great uh, uh acting in it it was the storyline was really really good Organized crime really just started. SVU has been on for over 20 years. So has the original Law and Order. All these are spinoffs from the original Law and Order. But one of my favorite spinoffs is Criminal Intent. And uh, it's about a detective in the uh, major crimes unit with his partner, and he is a very good detective. He kind of reminds you of Columbo, the way he deduced stuff and why it comes to part. His name was uh, Detective Gorn. Actor's name is Vincent D'Anfronio. And uh, the way he went about solving crimes and the way he went about picking criminals apart and deducing things is what excited me about it. My family members, they don't really like criminal intent. I actually love criminal intent. Because the way he picked apart the criminal or how he deduced the crime was committed and how he made the criminal confess without them knowing that they actually confessed. And that was a, was a, um, a selling point for me. So I could sit and watch... Um, all of these law and orders, all of them are, um, are great. And see, I kind of put them all together because they are a part of the law and order family, in my opinion, because they're spinoffs. So I would, I kind of put them together 
in that aspect. I thought it was pretty pretty uh, cool how they did these uh, spinoffs and um, made it more watchable because they did different things from different parts of the New York's police department. So I think we are able to enjoy the, if you're into it, and I'm saying we, if you're into it, the different aspects of the police department, even though it's New York City. Um, I definitely want to know, are any of the ones that I'm considering, or have you considered those ones in Living Color, Martin, Martin family that in the office, the blacklist, and the law and order family. Yeah, are those any ones that my peoples that sitting in the barber chair with me, getting that virtual fade, getting that virtual lineup? Ladies, I know y'all get the lineup. Y'all got y'all can wear the hair like us, and some of you look good with that that lineup. But are these any uh the shows you considered? So after talking out loud with y'all. I think I've come to a conclusion, and I think I'm going to go with the Law and Order family. I think I'm going to go with the Law and Order family because my reasoning, and if I was to rank them, I think I'm going to leave them how I gave them to y'all, one, two, three, four, five, five in Living Color, uh, four Martin, three, it was a tie between The Office and Modern Family, two The Blacklist. And one, the Law and Order family. Uh, I'm gonna leave them like that because although I like to laugh, joke, and I love to be quirky, I love that. That's in my. That's my human nature. I love a show with a plot. I love a show with really good acting. I love a show that gives you excitement in the plot that makes you want to come back. And Law and Order does that. Law, Law and Order has all of that. It was a toss-up, talking out loud, between the blacklist and Law and Order. Another thing, since it's the rest of our life, Law and Order had 20 seasons. SVU has 22 seasons. Uh, organized Crime is just getting started. I think it has three or four. And Criminal Intent, Criminal Intent has 12, 11 or 12, something like that. So that has the longevity as well. So it's going to help me you know, deal with, I got 20 years and 22 years, right? That's 42 years of my life. I probably won't even get to criminal intent, organized crime. Uh, organized crime probably add a few more since it's still relatively new. Now, I'm going to go with the, the, the law order family. I think uh, I, can, I can roll with those for the rest of my life. I can enjoy uh, watching law and order. So y'all tell me what y'all think. Y'all tell me what's going on. What, what, what show you would do for the rest of your life. I gave you mine. And I think I'm going to be content with it. But if I could just have these five right here, I think I'm good. The rest of my life, it just said one, though. So I'm going to go along order. I'm going to go along order. And it may... Be unfair, but this is me. I'm looking at the Law and Order family. It has spinoffs that really deal with them because they the the some of the uh, characters in each one 
come to the other episode. So they kind of go together. So I think I might have got the right one for longevity, plot, uh, acting. I think I got the right one. I think I'm going to stick with it. So y'all tell me what y'all think. Y'all tell me what's going on in y'all mind, how uh, it plays out for you guys. I'm going to talk to the fellas right quick. You know it's football season, man. Uh, I live in Detroit. And if anybody knows about Detroit Lion football, you know, it has been a futile, subpar organization. They are 4-1 now and look like a legitimate playoff contender. They look really good. Um, I like what I see out of them. I see something that's really special. Um. Barring injuries, which is a part of the game, I think they can make some noise. I think they can do some things. I think that they may be able to win more than one playoff game. So you got to know the history. Since 1955, the Detroit Lions have only won one playoff game, and they've never been to the Super Bowl. Now, the Super Bowl started in the 60s. They are one of the what, two teams, Cleveland and Detroit, I know for sure, maybe another one, but Cleveland and Detroit, I know for sure, have never been to a Super Bowl. Now, before then, they were dominant in the 50s. They have NFL championships. They don't have Super Bowls. So, we looking at, uh, this might be, uh, we might have a little say-so. See how the season play all, play out, rather. And see what they do, but I am proud enough. Proud enough, and you know Detroit resides in Michigan. Anybody watch uh, college football? The University of Michigan Wolverines, undefeated, number two in the country. I think they can make some noise. The problem is, can they be consistent when it comes to getting to the playoffs? They have been to the been to the playoffs the last couple of years. One as a very big favorite, and they lost. Now, the first year they went, they lost to the much superior team, the Georgia Bulldogs. That was the superior team. Nobody will argue that. Last year they lost to TCU, a team that should they should have beaten. And I think they probably should have beaten handily. Probably they went in too confident. Now this team looks like they're about business. They are going to every game workmanlike. They're not trying to pad stats for anybody or anything like that they're saying we're going to win football games so we can win the national title and they have a legitimate chance to win it they have a legitimate chance to win it so in the second part of the show we getting you know fixed up we getting getting ready to get out the uh uh the virtual chair fellas and ladies too tell me uh your favorite college and pro football team and how you feel about them what makes you uh excited about your college team and what makes you excited about your pro team give me the give me some things they need to work on with the lions um the one thing i really think they need to work on is uh downfield passing um they run the ball effectively have a very good tight end 
But I think they need that receiver that can stretch the field. And since J-Mo, uh, J Jameson Williams is back, he's supposed to be that, that, that guy. And um, that opens up for our quarterback to be comfortable. The uh, Sam Laporte, our tight end, and I'm on Ross St. Brown, one of the premier receivers in the league. They can work the middle of the field or do some things of that nature. So they need the deep threat. The deep threat would be great to have. It would be great to have. So, and defensively, uh, I think the biggest thing is injuries to the back four, the defensive backs. Got a few injuries. We lost We lost one of our better corners to a ACL tear. We've done a whole lot that, uh, to beat that, but the injuries do pile up. They do pile up. That's the one thing that scares me. Our defensive line, uh, we got some guys that's healthy, and we got some guys that are getting healthy that may be back. But, you know, we got uh, the number two pick from last year, Wolverine, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, who was also from Detroit. So he's playing for his, his uh, hometown team. It's going to be interesting. I'm proud of them guys. We got to see what we're going to do. Uh, as far as Michigan, they got to start strong on the offensive side of the ball. Can't be lethargic because the defense is coming out. They're playing really good football. Really don't have an issue with the defense. But, yeah, you know, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, it's a minor issue, and it's just like the Lions. We got to get our secondary, and a lot of that is due to injury. So when they can get some health on the injury, because they do have depth, just like the Lions have depth. But I just need uh, just a little more of a crisp play back there because we're trying to win a Super Bowl in the pros and a national title in college. So I just want to uh, state my case on my teams. Y'all give me what y'all think on y'alls. We getting ready to get out this chair. But before we do, I want to say that this show was also sponsored by Creative 8 Incorporated. Get your graphics done for any event or announcement. Website design, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. Email for any information needed. Email Tamara at tmonique.com. Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A at T-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. Tamara at T-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-M-O-N-E-T-I-A-
I love you for sticking it out with me. And uh, we're going to get on out this chair. Thanks for chopping it up with your B-O-Y. Until next time, when we sit down in this chair, I'll holler. Thank you.